Dean Evison said what about the Wild special teams woes? We dive into that as well as some interesting comments from Bill Guerin in his end-of-the-season press conference today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we take a look at some of the comments from Dean Evison and Bill Guerin at their end of season press conferences and what it can reveal for the plan for the offseason for Bill Guerin, as well as an interesting way to try to explain why the Wilds' power play and penalty kill were as bad as they were. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams through the wins, the losses, the ups, the downs, and the playoffs, and your host of Locked on Wild. Happy to be with you on a Wednesday episode of the show. We had our plan for how we were going to attack this week ahead of the uh, player evaluation and exit interviews that we're planning to do here uh, throughout most of the rest of the month. And then Bill Guerin and Dean Evison had their uh, end-of-season press conferences, and, uh, well... I think what we're going to do is just uh, we're going to go in a different direction here today because uh, some interesting things that were said by both Garen and Evison that um, are going to reveal a little bit about what the plan is for the offseason. And we, I mean, we're going to spend a good majority of the show today just trying to figure out what the heck's going on with the special teams. We were going to, the plan was later this week to dive in and try to give an honest evaluation, but after what was said yesterday, I think we're going to spend most of the time dissecting that. So let's start with what Bill Guerin had to say, and uh, let's move to what Dean Evison had to say uh, to kind of round things out. So Garen talked about a lot of things, and I think one of the most interesting that we'll start with is the plan for the goalie situation. So obviously earlier this week, the Wild signed Jesper Walstead to his entry-level contract. He will head to Iowa um, at the start of the season next year, this coming season, He'll be down in Iowa. Good, awesome, great. Kid is electric and is going to be just an amazing prospect for this team. I have no doubt that he'll have uh, some great success at Iowa once he gets settled in. The plan for him, though, is probably still a year or two away. And that's where this goalie situation comes into play for the Wilds. Uh, Bill Guerin talking about how he would like 
to try to bring Marc-Andre Fleury back and go with that rotation. That rotation had success. I mean, Talbot had the great success down the stretch. Fleury was 9-2, and two, I think, in the regular season with the Wild down the stretch. And so, obviously, that tandem worked well, and it worked with the every other starts. They, uh, they mixed things in a little bit beyond that. But the thing to take away from this notion is that if Bill Guerin has it his way, he's really not going to have to do much with the goalie situation between now and when Jesper Wallstead is ready to take the reins uh, for this starting goalie job. Let's assume that Marc-Andre Fleury is looking for a little bit of job security is kind of sick and tired of moving around all over the place. And yes, he said he wants to uh, kind of play the rest of his career on a year-by-year basis. What if I told you you could may, you could potentially get two years from Flurry, Talbot plays out the rest of his deal and is finished, and by that time, Jesper Wallstead is your starting goalie. I can think of few situations that would be more appealing for a young goalie than to work in tandem with Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, stylistically and mechanically, maybe not the best teacher for uh, an extremely young goalie, but the guy has won. The guy is postseason tested and so let's assume that Cam Talbot plays out the final year of his deal this year Marc-Andre Fleury also with the team this year next year you could go in with Fleury and Wallstead, and then after that you have Wallstead as the starter and you go find a veteran backstop to be the backup that's that's what Bill Guerin wants out of this. He wants as little goalie musical chairs as possible to uh, just get this thing to Jesper Wallstead and let him take over and not have to worry about it for as long as they have him as a functioning starter. So... If that's, the, if that's the route they want to go, I mean, Bill Guerin has shown with any of the moves that he's made with this team that if he thinks it's the right move for the team, he's going to do it. And so the big thing I think that it comes down to here is the money. Teams are going to be able to offer more money for Flurry, obviously, than the Wild will be able to. But I think what it comes down to here is that by being with the Wild, Fleury's not going to have to relocate again. He can get one more year if he wants to go another year after that. I'm sure the Wild, unless he absolutely mothballs, wouldn't say no. So maybe he does take a little less. To, uh, to stay here, form that tandem in this coming season. 
then after that get more of a kind of a, a final run through the league um, as the majority starter. And then after that, Jesper Wallstead's ready to rock. That seems like what Bill Guerin wants to do with the goalie situation. So that was, I think, one of the more telling things that Bill Guerin had to say in uh, in his end of season um, presser. But he also had plenty to say about some of the roster moves that uh, are going to happen, including it's seeming like the Wilds' decor is going to stay pretty much exactly the same. So we'll talk about that and what that means for Mr. Kevin Fiala after this here on Locked on Wilds. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX? Or an EX and why wait behind the counter while the person orders while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend anywhere between 30 to 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, all at RockAuto.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, and once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. Now that your uh, first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked On Now podcast, especially during the postseason, for nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Locked On Now is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So the goalie situation was one of the telling things that Bill Guerin talked about in his end-of-season presser. The pending roster moves was, I think, the next most telling thing that Bill Guerin talked about. And the writing has been on the wall, and uh, Michael Russo talked about this on uh, Bumper to Bumper with Dan Barrero. On KFN. The writing's been on the wall for Bill Guerin for probably over a year that Kevin Fiala just was not going to be sticking around here long term. But let's flip the thinking. We've got Kevin Fiala coming off of a career season, career year. And so at worst, you're going to get probably a high draft pick, a high prospect, some combination of the two of those for his services. Best case scenario is we end up having a full-fledged bidding war for his availability that leads to maybe getting both of those things, maybe getting an extremely high pick, maybe getting a pretty proven player 
young player that can slot into this lineup. And I have made no... Um, it's been pretty well documented where Lockdown Wild has stood in the keep Kevin Fiala, trade Matt Dumba debate. But it's even started to change my thinking on this whole thing. Because let's say we talked about it when we evaluated the offense for the Wild. Center position needs some help. It's not like it's... It's not like it's glaring, but at the same time, you've got your center position of Jewel Eriksson-Eck, Freddie Goudreau, Ryan Hartman, and Tyson Jost. What if the Wilds were able to take Kevin Fiala and flip him for a young center, and then you all of a sudden go from those centers to... Jewel Eriksson Eck, young center one, Marco Rossi, and Tyson Jost. And you move Ryan Hartman to a wing position. You move Freddie Goudreau to a wing position as well. All of a sudden, you got some guys that are actual bona fide centers. And I think that helps the offense out. Yes, you're, you're losing a ton of production, and you're losing a guy that basically willed you into the playoffs down the stretch with his performance. But we got to think about the business side of this situation. This is an opportunity for the Minnesota Wilds to really cash in on teams that are desperate for scoring, bidding against each other for a guy who in two postseasons, consecutive postseasons, hasn't done a lot, and is susceptible to some stretches of cold play and getting kind of frustrated when things aren't necessarily going his way. So yes, on one hand, it would be a huge loss for this team, but I reserve the right to have my opinion evolve and adapt as things change, and... Ultimately, again, it's Bill Guerin's team. Bill Guerin's going to do what Bill Guerin thinks is best for this team. His comments, in addition, lead me to believe with what he said about Kalen Addison and how Addison is basically going to have to break the door down to earn a spot on this roster considering where the defensive core is already sitting. Leads me to believe there are not going to be any changes to that decor, which includes, I think, finding a way to retain Jacob Middleton. Because here are the other things to consider. Matt Dumba is a free agent after this coming season. Would it shock me if the uh, Wild try to get him to sign an extension? No. But... It represents an opportunity for the Wilds to get a guy who is on the younger side, on the unproven side, but a little on the younger side at 26. That played really well with this team, and he represents an area of need on defense with size. 
you've got Jared Spurgeon, you've got Jonas Brodine, you've got Matt Dumba. They're all basically like the same body frame. And so you bring in Middleton. He's got some size to him, and he uses it. And that is, I think, something that this defense has needed. And so if you can get more of that type of punch, that's going to help out this defense. And so I think taking all of that into account, it just leads you to believe that Bill Guerin is comfortable trusting some of the young guys to fill in on offense and adding resources, retaining resources for this defense in Middleton so that the Wild don't get as hurt there. So if Matt Dumba misses time, you're not going to Jordy Ben to fill it. You've got other guys in the rotation that can fill that spot so you're not as hurt by Dumba missing time or by Spurgeon missing time or any of those guys missing time. You have pieces now that are able to fill those spots, and it doesn't leave you as exposed as it did at points during the season. So based off of all the things that Bill Guerin said, that's kind of where I'm at with it in uh, that I think he I think he laid pretty clearly the uh, the plans for the offseason at least in that regard. Now, what Dean Evison said on the other hand, it's a whole other story. So, uh, let's finish by talking about what Dean Evison said about his team's special teams performance. Uh, that will finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Is it your birthday today? No? Is it your birthday tomorrow? What about the day after? What about next week, next month, whenever your birthday may be? Built Bar is helping you celebrate your birthday every day with a brand new addition to their Puffs lineup. Birthday cake puffs are truly one of a kind, and they are available right now at Built.com. If you haven't tried their puffs, you're going to want to try birthday cake puffs. They are delicious flavored marshmallows covered in 100% real chocolate. And with birthday cake puffs, you get 100% white chocolate with added sprinkles. Birthday cake puffs have 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and just 9 grams of sugar for this limited time flavor It's an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. Do not miss out. The candles on these birthday cake puffs are going to blow out before you know it. So head to Built.com to get yours today. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. Lockdown Wild, once again, is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. So Bill Guerin had all these thoughts that he shared about uh, where the team is headed and uh, what they need to do going into the offseason. Uh, still believes that the team's going to be competitive next year. 
Um, but they're working within the constraints of the buyouts. Didn't apologize for the buyouts one bit. Said he would still do it that way, you know, 100 times out of 100. And uh, that the team is just, they've accepted that this is going to be something that they deal with and they're moving on, which, frankly, I love that level of just honesty about uh, that situation. It's not an easy one. And yet Garen has owned it every step of the way uh, ever since uh, those buyouts were officially done. Now, Dean Evison talked about a few things as well, including the special teams unit. And we'll probably still devote a full episode to this, but I just was honestly floored by the level of response to what was very clearly a problem for this team over the course of the entire season. You don't have to be like an elite-level hockey analyst or somebody that follows the team the entire season to have seen. The power play was bad. The penalty kill eroded as the season went along. And so we all, I think, were under the assumption that there were going to be some changes unless the fault of the special teams' problems rested entirely on the shoulders of the players. What? So, Everson said that in looking at what was going on with the power play and the special teams, that it wasn't a scheme thing. It was pretty much entirely on the players not executing in those types of situations. This comes on going into the postseason, saying that the power play has sucked pretty much all year, saying that same thing, and then turning around and saying, well, that's on the players for not... uh, for not being able to perform under those circumstances. Okay, so so that was just uh, just isolated to this season, right? It was just a, it was just a down year for the for the power play. Let's keep in mind that the Minnesota Wild last year, also under Dean Evison had a lengthy stretch of the season in which they had the worst. They were on track to have the worst power play in the history of the NHL. Under this same coaching staff, under largely this same team, and the same players that were operating on those same units all together, collectively sucking for two seasons. Now, the the penalty kill last year was above 80%, which is better. They were 12th, I think, in the league in penalty kill last year. It was not the case this year. They were within the bottom five in the league, I think, and the last, like, 30 or four, the last, like, 30 games of the season it was a penalty kill that was right around 50%. 
I don't know which is worse. Laying all of that on the players or as a coach, allowing that much failure to happen without making adjustments. And this leads me to what I think is my biggest gripe for the Dean Evason era. Lack of adjustments. We saw it on full display in the series against the St. Louis Blues. The Wilds are very much a stick-to-your-guns team. That motive comes directly from their head coach. Lines weren't scoring. Well, they're just going to have to shoot out of it. Goalie performance, not what we were hoping. Well, it's just going to have to play out of it. I, again, I truly do. I truly don't know what's worse: is to allow those units to continue to struggle without making changes. Because it seems like the only time the Wild made changes on those units was out of necessity, with players out of the lineup. Matt Zuccarello late in the season on the power play, not able to uh, not able to be there, so he's pulled out. But then. As soon as the postseason begins, he's back on that top power play unit. Like, I I don't know what else it can be other than the scheme and the overall philosophy of which you are operating in those units. What has been the most common, what was the most common refrain throughout the season in regards to the penalty kill? is that the Wild were not, like, meeting the opponents at the top of the zone. They were getting sunk back in around, uh, around Talbot or Fleury to try to block shots and to try to go about it that way. It, it just, I, I guess I was just hoping for a little bit of accountability for one, in hearing something to the effect of we as a coaching staff need to look at what we're doing on special teams and be better at it. And it's a it's a bold route to take to throw some of the top players on your team completely under the bus. It's one situation to do it with a player you have history with in Kevin Fiala when he's not performing well, but I, I got to say, as a, as a Vikings fan, it just it comes off very Mike Zimmerish to me to blame all of the problems on the players, saying, well, they're not doing a good job of executing my scheme. At what point do you change if the players are that bad? And I have a hard time believing that guys like Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodeen, Jewel Eriksson, Marcus Foligno, Jordan Greenway, Kevin Fiala, Jacob Middleton, on and on and on and on and on, are all that collectively bad at penalty killing. Because we've seen instances of them all playing well on that unit individually throughout the season. On the power play, you have two good of players to collectively be that garbage on the power play 
You have too many good players individually to struggle that badly on that unit. And so at some point, you as a coach have to realize my scheme is not working for this group of players. And so we have to change it. So I'll leave that up to the audience to decide which is worse. Is it worse that this coaching staff stood by and allowed this level of failure to happen over and over and over and over and over again? Or that Dean Evason threw the entire team under the bus and said, no, it's not my fault at all. We put them in good spots to succeed, and they didn't do it. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? I like Dean. I like Dean Evason because I feel like a lot of the time he is pretty forthright, pretty honest, and I find that stuff refreshing in an era in which, now, granted, the NHL is the worst at this of the pro sports, in terms of keeping injuries close to the vest and not divulging a lot, I still feel like he's pretty forthright with uh, things that are going well, things that aren't. But sometimes if you go over that line, it rubs people the wrong way. And so, I don't know. I just I was hoping that we'd see a little bit of a, hey, we can be better as a coaching staff putting these players in the right positions to succeed and meet them, even meet them in the middle, meet them in the middle. Yes. Ultimately it's on the players to perform on the ice, but at the same time, you got to change something up as a coach. If it's not working, like you're basically, you're basically tanking your season. If you just are going to watch a team list through a season with bottom 10 power play and a bottom five penalty kill without making changes. That's inexcusable. So we heard some, uh, some good stuff, some interesting stuff from, uh, from Bill Guerin, but man alive, I was not expecting that from Dean Evison. So that's, uh, that's where we'll leave things. We'll continue to evaluate the season uh, both from a, a defense and a special teams perspective as well as a goaltending perspective here the rest of the week, but wanted to sneak this one in because it was fresh and just happened. So we'll get back to it here the rest of the week, but that'll do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure that you head over to the Lockdown Sports Minnesota realm to check out the Ron Johnson Show and Superior Sports Talk to get your favorite Minnesota sports teams and the latest headlines surrounding all of them. Lockdown Sports Minnesota is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Lockdown Wild, we're available wherever you listen to your podcasts free of charge. So make sure to check us out. Make sure to follow us on social media so that you can stay up to date on everything going on from the draft to free agency to our player evals and exit interviews. All coming up here during the offseason. Locked on Wild does not stop. We will keep you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.